Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Bez Hashem Shalom Bayashir number two hundred and fourteen. Uh, we discuss more on from this book, Talk to Me Like Someone You Love, which has excellent uh, wording, excellent flashcards, excellent exercises and ways that couples could use these materials brought down here to help their relationship in many, many ways. And um, till now we discussed um, three different perspectives here of, of different modes of these communications. The first one was about shifting gears of the, if they're in a um, certain trap of a cycle uh, of back and forth fighting where they need to just shift their perspective. So the first section had different wordings and different frames of, of reference to shift their gears towards getting out of a rut, getting out of a negative cycle and to get back on track with that. The second section we discussed is about how you set limits on the relationship when one is overcritical or being more aggressive or being more bullying and or lecturing. And to set limits, you need to sometimes express that right that you have and your position to in order to hold that back. And that's the second section. And the third one, which we discussed in last year, is expressing vulnerability. When you feel vulnerable, that the other one should take that to heart and adjust their behavior accordingly. So 31 through 38, which we're not going to go into detail now, are other examples of expressing vulnerability. Um, So... One of them, which is very good in these, is number 34, where one acknowledges to the other that it's hard admitting I might be wrong. When, a, when, when sometimes a husband or a wife makes no difference, is that type of person where it's very hard to, to admit that where they made a mistake so they don't apologize. And um, they, even though they know they're 100% wrong, they don't adjust their behavior or express to their spouse and acknowledge that they made a mistake. So even after they made a mistake and they know it, they don't tell their spouse. They don't. They don't apologize. They don't express it. So they need to work on that. And one step is to do this: to finally approach your husband or your wife and acknowledge that fact and say, "You know something? There are times where I know I made a mistake, but it's hard for me to admit I might be wrong, and I'm being honest about that." But I acknowledge now that whatever those things that I did, I did wrong. And it had it really could take a whole burden off the other spouse's shoulders. Where sometimes they know that they were in the right about something and they never got an apology. And they self-doubt themselves so much and so on and so forth. And when they hear you say that, that it's hard for me to admit I may be wrong and then acknowledge certain things they did wrong and apologize for it, it really takes a burden off the other person's shoulders, and they reciprocate with love and respect. Now, with all books, and especially secular books, you have to take certain things with a grain of salt. So, for example, just to give you a, 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 an example of what I mean, uh, number th- 36 in this list is when one spouse asks the other, do you hate me? It's probably not recommended to say that. Or number 38, I feel like a total and complete idiot putting yourself down like that. Also, generally speaking, uh, it's not good to say things like that. Just to put yourself down that way. Do you hate me is really not 
a healthy thing to say, even if you want to express vulnerabilities. So disagree with this author on this. Sometimes you could say things like, you know, I, I acknowledge that this behavior, when you treat me this way, it causes me to be upset at you or to causes me to resent, to feel resentment. That's okay. That's fine. But using strong expressions like that, hate and things like that, or, or saying I feel like an idiot and using those extreme words is probably not recommended. So that's the third section about expressing vulnerability. The fourth section that we're going to talk about now, which is very important in marriages and could heal so many marriages, when you finally take responsibility for something that you haven't taken responsibility for, very often, again, it goes both ways. A husband sometimes knows he he's falling short on a responsibility and his wife is calling him on it and resents it and sees that he's just not um, doing something that he's capable of doing for the family, for the house, for the mishpacha, for working and so on and so forth. And it's a reasonable request. And just they're simply not owning up to it at all. And the wife as well, both ways. And when you say these words now that express the response, taking responsibility and expressing that, it it sweetens the marriage, it, it softens things, it makes things open up in communication and love and respect. So she gives a very nice example here, and we're going to go to it right now. Number 39, which is also, to me, it is so key in so many marriages, in, you know, in almost every single marriage, and very often it happens, where one has to tell the other the following, I see I missed the point, and please give me another chance um, um, for me to understand the point you are making. So he, she gives a very nice example here, that there's a wife, what happened was with a wife, that she was, let's say, going shopping or something, and absentmindedly, as she was shifting through the groceries and putting the groceries in the car, she put her wallet on top of the car. Absentmindedly, she left it on the roof of the car. And she opened the door and started driving off. Another driver noticed that the, 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 the wallet was on top of the car. And as she was driving off, the wallet fell to the ground. And she kept on driving. This other person noticed this, grabbed the wallet, went into his own car and followed her to try to stop her, to reach to her, to return the wallet to her. And um, and he, he went six full miles in heavy traffic because he wasn't able to get to her, but just spotted her car from the distance. He traced her six miles down, finally got to her, I guess rolled down the window, got her attention, gave her the wallet, said, I noticed absentmindedly you left it on the car or the roof, and here I'm returning it to you. The wife was so moved and so excited about the generosity of this of this um, other Good Samaritan driver that he saw the wallet, picked up the wallet, and drove all the way six miles to get it to her. And when he was... She was she was excited about this, and she told this story to her husband, and her husband immediately, after finishing telling their story, launched into a lecture of how careless she was to leave the wallet on the roof of the car. What are you doing? There's so many times, and, and then he started laying, laying on her all the other screw-ups in their life together, 
in which she was very irresponsible, and then she was very spacing out and not paying attention. That is a terrible mistake. That is not good. That is called missing the point. This kind of scenario creates a friction between couples more than anything else, or just as much as anything else. What the husband was doing was focusing on the content of what occurred and used it as an opportunity to put forth his own agenda, his own complaints, his own resentments regarding his wife's slip-ups of her absent-mindedness. And he likely did this because at moments like these, when she did something careless, it triggers his own wounds and his own uh, lack of being cared for the way he feels it or the way he's being seen. So, So he used this to lecture his wife and give her musser on her absent-mindedness. And that made the wife extremely upset. Why did it make the wife extremely upset? Because the wife was trying to share with her husband something truly, truly beautiful about a random act of kindness that was done for her. Something that reflect her ideal of life, of life, how life should be lived, and what chesed really is. And the husband's response to it was so off trigger on that and it brought up her own fears and her own insecurities and what what happens in such a case the husband at some point will realize he made a mistake that this is not the time to talk about her his husband her, his wife's carelessness or the fact that she left the wallet on top of the car so what he did was is he took this lesson this number 39 that i'm talking about right now I see that I missed the point. Please give me another chance. And he held out this message to her. And when she saw it, she was so relieved and so happy. And she appreciated her husband for for that. Because she realized that he is acknowledging that she's making a, he made a big mistake. I missed the point of what you were trying to tell me. This was the wrong time to talk about other things that he was upset about. And 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 to, and, he, and really now he wants to listen to her and to show how she really appreciated how a good citizen returned the wallet to her and um which is how you feel great when someone does an extra you know goes the extra mile to help you um now you know something now she says something interesting here it's a tricky message because what the wife could have put in her own message I hate you right now. Could you figure out why? <laughs> and that's, although that may get the message across and he'll, he'll figure it out maybe, but that's not a healthy thing. But the bottom line of this number 39, which is very important, is if that you realize you had an interaction with your husband and with your wife where they were trying to convey you something and you responded in the not proper way, then you hopped it and you realize it. You put out this flashcard or you say something to that nature I know when we talked, that last conversation we had, I missed the point. I didn't react the right way. Give me another chance. Now I'm listening again, and now I understand what you're trying to convey. Number 40, it says, I see that my anger has been destructive, and I've really hurt you. Again, this is owning, taking responsibility. Now you're going to tell me, many of you, when you listen to this and read this, words mean nothing, unless you... Back it up with action. Now, that is true. All these flashcards, all these things 
are not just words. These are words where you're really going, your intent is to actually work on this. So if you blew up at your husband or at your wife and you acknowledge afterwards, my anger has been destructive and I've really hurt you, that is very effective, but it's effective if now you are indeed working on that anger and adjusting it and making sure you don't hurt her anymore, making sure you don't hurt him anymore. So this is called taking responsibility of your own negative impact on others. People usually, and this is a this is a level, because you many people deny their anger, or they justify the fact that they were angry, or justify that they had a right to hurt the other person. And here, at least, this is step number one, where you where you acknowledging it. Now, of course, you have to follow it up with action. But the same thing works with tshuva, right? There's a section called vidoy, acknowledging your mistake, and then you have to have harata, of course, and then kabbalah, and actually change. But this is a first step. The vidoy is the first step. Acknowledging the sin is the first step, and benadum lechaveira as well. The acknowledgement is a good, good is 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 a is a very good step. Number forty-one also very valuable. When one spouse acknowledges, put it, puts out this flashcard or tells them, "I realize I'm overreacting. Can you give me a minute to get sane again? Meaning, give me a minute to calm down." I'll, let me pause. I know I'm overreacting. Let's say the husband told something to the wife very upsetting, or the wife told the wife, husband something very upsetting, and they're about to react in the negative way, and they started to talk, and then they catch themselves. They say, oh, wait a minute. I just came home. You told me this. I'm a little overreacting. I realize that this, you know, now, and I'm a little upset. Give me a, give me, let me take a deep breath, and just give me a minute to collect myself. That is tremendous, tremendous chizik. Because then when the, the other one that's listening to this, the wife that told the husband this, and now the wife, the, the husband is taking, is telling the wife, okay, you know, I, I think I'm overreacting now. Let me take it a step. The wife truly appreciates that. And the other way around too. You're nipping it in the bud, basically. In other words, you're, you're, you're taking something that you're about to make a mistake, or you are, which is human, we're all human, and you're self-correcting pretty much right away. And that is a beautiful thing, and it helps relationships, and it helps communication. Sometimes 42 is also, uh, 42 says, I know I've been relentless, and I can understand why you want to get, get away from me. This is referring to probably an over-controlling or very forceful personality, wife or husband, that they are, are very much, very extremely filled with energy and does things their own way and expresses things in very strong terms that makes the other spouse, the wife or the husband, uncomfortable or feels threatened or feels defensive. And when the husband or wife that has that strong personality realizes what they're doing, they tell the other one, and they and they actually, again, they follow up on it, and they let they 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 loosen up a little bit, they let go a little bit, and they acknowledge to them, you know, something I realize, maybe I was too forceful. I'm treating I'm a CFO of a company, and I'm treating you or this household like I'm running a company, and I shouldn't be doing that. I've been too relentless. I've been too demanding. I've been too um, forceful in the way I've interacted with you or with the children. And I'm sorry. And I understand why you want to escape from that. 
and I'm going to try to be better. And that also helps heal relationships. And number 43, similar idea. I know I've been, I haven't made it, made it very safe for you, but don't give up on me. Help me try to make it feel safe for you. Very often when a husband has a, has a very short temper, a short fuse, or a wife overreacts and blows up often, the other one feels very insecure and very unsafe. And when the spouse realizes this and acknowledges, I'm sorry, I'm not making you safe, feel safe. Don't give up on me. Help me try. And number 44, similar. You're not being crazy. I see why you're upset with me. I understand why you're upset with me. And I'm going to work on it. And, um, and all this helps tremendously. So we did now 39 through 44 which is about taking responsibility, which is a tremendous, tremendous help and healing to a marriage. It's step number one. Of course, you have to follow it up with really making efforts to actually stop that behavior, stop that negative behavior. But the very acknowledgement of it in a sincere way does do wonders in helping healing the relationship and making the relationship as best as it can be. Have a wonderful day.